Welcome to the Power of Showing Up podcast brought to you by Raise Foundation, the experts in youth mentoring. My name is Dan Davis and I am the host of this podcast and a program counselor at Raise. Today I'm speaking to Josh Pahatan, a fellow program counselor at Raise. This episode will help you to understand the importance of developing safe spaces for teens. It will also give you some practical tips on how you can create a safe and welcoming space for teens. So one of the most important things that I would say, especially at Raise, is to cultivate like a a safe and inclusive environment. And that can extend out to the community and even to our personal lives. But from your experiences, Josh, what does a safe and inclusive space look like? It can look like anything, really. What I've seen and what I've, you know, I've tried to create when I'm working in the schools that I've been in is just an environment where this, you know, our young people know from the very beginning that they are free to and open, you know, to talk about things that sometimes they find difficult to have conversations about with friends, with family, with um, people at the school. So that first and foremost, I tell them, look, you are in this space. Um, I am more than happy for you to be as vulnerable as you want to be. Um, and keeping in mind of um, that safety is a big, big component of what we do at Raise. Um, make that known to them. Yeah, and I think another thing that I noticed for myself when I was running the programs is some of the students, some of our um, mentees mm. might not actually have or even know what a safe and inclusive space looks like. So that yeah. also brings up a, a range of emotions potentially if they've never had that experience. Yes, definitely. And I did see that with some of my mentees as well. Is It's, you know, they ask me questions about, oh, is it actually like how how do i how can i trust you and that is something i think we build over time we can't just say hey you can trust me you know just because i'm from i'm from raise and we run programs that help youth and young people they don't really get that at first but it's it's maintaining that environment on a on a consistent basis because we're there every week um that gives the students that those mentees the assurance that this is a safe space to be open and you know and i myself i'm quite visibly um inclusive i sometimes do tell my young people and it's happened in my programs where i do have young people that are belong to the queer community Mm. that i i do disclose that and it's such a um think for them it's such a reassuring moment that someone that is part of their community is able to be in the school is able to be visible and is here to be a support for them yeah 100 percent. it's so so powerful and i think what you're alluding to there is the concept of the power of showing up Mm. like that consistent engagement where we're showing that we're a trusted adult and we're going to keep coming in no matter what happens you know Mm. it's it's not like you're bad or or anything's wrong within in your space you might just be a bit misunderstood or maybe you're not fitting in at school and that's fine like that's a common experience for so many people but to Mm. be able to explore that with trusted adults and peers is just such a magical experience yeah definitely it really is Mm. so like what why do you think this is important for teenagers why do you think that teenagers specifically need a, a safe and inclusive space school you know 
is can be a, an intimidating place and to have this um, time that where they can be themselves and you know be themselves as much as they want to share with us with their mentors on a weekly basis while we are a presence on campus I think maintains and gives them that confidence to be themselves I've seen that with my young people over time and towards the end of their programs you know they they became themselves and it was it was so powerful and so emotional for me as a as they you know raise employee on campus mm, yeah and it's such a, a like you said a, a kind of a beautiful powerful experience mm. that um not many people get the opportunity to have um and i think i can understand the the skepticism from the mentees you know especially if they've never had a space yeah why should they trust us i can understand that you know it mm. takes time to build that trust um but when you kind of see those light bulbs click where they're like they actually care about me and they want to listen yeah i think that is just one of those moments that you can't really capture in words. And it's so hard to, when I try and explain it to people, mm. that is, it's so, it's incredibly difficult because, yeah, as you said, it's, it's hard to describe in words. Yeah, mm. it is. Based on your experiences at Rays of creating these spaces that feel inclusive and safe, mm. what kind of ideas do you have for people out there of how to, to kind of replicate that? Yeah. an inclusive and safe space mm. i think first and foremost is to um read up on you know um, particularly for um, for our young people who um, you know belong to the queer community there's a lot of resources out there for parents for young people themselves for educators to really know what the challenges are you know being a teenager is difficult enough and being a queer teenager just adds more and more complexity on top of that. So becoming informed and becoming aware of what um, can be an inclusive space. And if that means, you know, um, bringing more literature in books, media, whatever, inclusive media to the classroom, um, in conversations, keeping aware of... Um, you know, what the pronouns are for a particular young person, um, knowing something, as long as you, sh as long as you're striving to and actively wanting to learn about that is a step towards building that inclusive environment. And I think, as we've said before, it takes time. So I don't, ex I don't expect anyone out there to get it right the first time as long as they're demonstrating that learning process yeah no 100 agree with that mm -hmm. another thought that kind of popped into my head as well is you know it's really powerful to educate the youth on what an inclusive and safe space looks like but i mm -hmm. think it's also quite important to let them know what an unsafe yes. space looks like because sometimes based on your, your family upbringing or based on the peers that you hang out with, you might not know what is appropriate. You know, mm. you might not know that the way someone's treating you is actually really unfair yeah. on you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another thing I noticed through the program of, you know, some kids that were starting to recognise that, like, oh, certain behaviours mm. aren't actually okay. Mm. You know, and I think that was also another important thing about recognising 
you've got to see the stark difference to be able to recognize what is inclusive and what is supportive. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that I saw in my programs too, is um, the young people building that awareness of what's happening around them and us also reminding them that this is what it, this is what it looks like to have a safe, inclusive environment. This is what it doesn't look like. Mm. And, showing them and giving them ways of thinking about how do we get from this unsafe, uninclusive environment into a space where it is inclusive and open is one of the many ways that we can, yeah, continue yeah. that conversation. Where have you seen this working well? And why would you say that it's working well in terms of creating that, that space? From one of the programs that I ran um, with one of our schools in Rays, um, I did have a number of young people who uh, did mention to me um, over the course of the program that they were part of the queer community. And what, you know, having been building relationships with them, mentoring relationships with them over the course of 10 weeks, I think at that point, um, to be them having that confidence and that trust in me to then disclose that to me, I think was one of the most important um, and, and amazing things to, to see come, come from that inclusive environment. Mm. Um, and that was just, you know, a small cohort of young people. If we take that and we extrapolate that to what could have happened if, um, yeah, we had more young people in our programs mm. and, giving them that opportunity to experience that as well who knows what positive um effects we could have had yeah 100 percent. and you know like those moments for those young people yeah. could potentially be some of the more pivotal some of the more important moments in their lives um can you think of what it was that led to that point like were there catalysts or were there points throughout the program that you mm -hmm. you think built to them feeling okay i think it was those like small conversations we have um, these young people, these mentees did have their mentors. So a lot of the main contact time was with them. I had little bits and pieces when we'd break for food and, um, or bring them into the room and farewelling them from our sessions. Those little conversations, um, as well as the conversations that I'd have with their mentors and supporting them through that process as well. Is there any other like comments or thoughts that potentially could be helpful for people out there who maybe do want to create a safer space for, it could be their child or it could be a community or, or whatever that may be. Like what kind of tangible kind of thoughts or steps do you think you have around that? I think definitely looking for resources and, um, think, and organizations like Minus 18 who are very much focused on building a supportive network for youth and young people. Um, across Australia, there's also other resources available. I think on 2020.org.au, they're a New South Wales specific um, group, but they've made those resources available to anyone who wants to have a look at them. So definitely looking at those resources, but also looking at your local community, queer support communities as well, to build that supportive environment. Um, and that way, you know, these young people will be able to get a sense of, okay, these are the support networks that I have here within my immediate environment and these are ones that I can find online. So.
Thanks for joining me today for the Power of Showing Up podcast brought to you by Raise Foundation, the experts in youth mentoring. Want to hear more about Youth Matters? Then subscribe today so you are always up to date with our latest episodes. If you like this episode, then feel free to share it with a friend or leave us a review. We'll see you in the next episode.